Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 16 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. And this week, we're looking again at basic queen-rearing techniques. Beekeeping Short and Sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really do appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers and in return you gain access to additional content and support from me. They start from as little as $1 per month. I don't charge per video or per podcast, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, do pop over to my website, www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started, and I'll do all I can to help out with suggestions and recommendations to help you on your beekeeping journey. I'll leave links to the various websites and references in this week's show notes as usual. So where did that week go? Now that we're into the active beekeeping season, the days just seem to fly by. This week I want to move the queen-rearing conversation on to what I would consider to be the next level of queen-rearing, and a method for me that is a standard go-to technique for splitting a colony that has queen cells in it. This is also a good technique for making an increase. I call it the two nukes method, and it's a process where we create two smaller nucleus colonies from a parent hive and retain the original queen in that hive. This process can also be adapted to use on a colony that may have recently swarmed, but I'll come on to that in a short while. Now you can see that uh, I've called this the two nukes method and from that you'll easily deduce that you need some additional equipment. Strangely, you're going to need two nucleus boxes. Now these can be of any size. Uh, you could make up your own nucleus boxes that have anything from two to six frames in them. I tend to just go with the standard five or six frame nuke boxes because as uh, if you've watched my videos you'll probably know I'm not terribly good at woodwork so I tend not to make my own equipment I just buy it off the shelf. So you're going to need two nuke boxes of some sort that will accept the same size frames as the hives that you've got. So if you're running nationals then get national nuke boxes. If you have Langstroth hives then get Langstroth nuke boxes. So let's go back into our imaginary apiary that we were in last week when we carried out the artificial swarm. And we carry out an inspection on a colony and we spot the queen and we can see eggs. But we've also spotted that there are some queen cells that have been created. And these queen cells have been built up to the point where they're almost capped. Now it doesn't matter if you've got queen cells that are not quite capped or... In fact, if they are sealed queen cells, but you've still got the queen there, this technique will still work for you. So we need to just prepare the apiary location so that we can manoeuvre the old hive, the existing hive that's on its existing site, 
and we need to be able to move that to another location in the apiary. So the first thing to do is to prepare our nuke boxes. Ideally it would be great if you had some drawn comb ready to be able to use in these nucleus boxes but not everybody is in that fortunate position. So you can use just foundation and we'll talk through what you need to put into these nuke boxes as we get into the detail of the process. So the first step is to just move the existing beehive just a few feet away so that you can replace that hive with a couple of nuke boxes. I tend to put my nuke boxes on an existing stand and if they hang over the edge of the stand you can use a couple of short pieces of batten or wood of some description to just extend the width of the stand so that the nuke boxes can sit comfortably on it. Remove the roof and the crime board from those nuke boxes and just make some space if you've already got frames in the boxes so that you can transfer frames across. The next step is to find the cells on the frames that you've got. So you've got your queen cells that you're going to transfer across. Select one of those frames with the queen cell and carefully move that across and position it in one of the nuke boxes. If you're using a queen right colony, then remember to make sure that you're not transferring the queen into either of these nuke boxes. Continue on through the inspection and find the second frame with the queen cell on. Take that out and place that into the second nuke box. So now we've got one frame in each of the nuke boxes containing either an open queen cell or potentially a sealed queen cell. And those frames are likely to have some brood on them. The next step is to find a frame of food for each of those nuke boxes. And we're going to pop that frame in against the outside edge of the nuke box. And then position the queen cell up towards that frame so that they're side by side. Provided you've got a good covering of bees on both of those frames you're not necessarily going to need to add any additional bees. But sometimes I'll use a third frame and I'll select a frame that's got emerging bees on it. And so you add one of those frames to each of the nuke boxes as well. So now we have a position where we have, let's say, our nuke boxes are five frame nuke boxes. And we've got one frame of food. We've got one frame with largely capped brood but containing the queen cell. And then we've got one additional frame of sealed brood that is on the point of emerging. And you can tell that it's on the point of emerging because you'll see some of the worker bees starting to chew their way through the cappings. If you have drawn comb, then now's the time to fill in that gap in the nuke box with a couple of frames of drawn comb. But if not, just add a couple of frames with fresh foundation in them. Pop on the crime board and roof and then we can turn our attention to the hive that we've removed those frames from. We need to position that hive further away from its existing stand. So find a position that's maybe four or five meters away that gives you a clear gap between the old hive and the old hive's stand position. We can now go through that colony and if we've got the original queen in there we can remove all of the queen cells that remain in that colony. 
But if that colony has swarmed, we can retain a queen cell in that colony so that they can produce a new queen for themselves as well. Add some additional frames of drawn comb or foundation and close that colony down, popping on the crown board and the roof. So let's just recap what we've done. We've moved the original hive away from its original stand position and we've replaced that with a stand and two nuke boxes. We've added a frame with a queen cell to each of those nuke boxes. We've added a frame of food. And in this instance, uh, just as an insurance policy, I've added an additional frame of capped brood. We've then completed the box by adding frames of drawn comb or foundation, replaced the crime board and the roof, and allowed the bees to just sit on that original stand position. If we now go back and look at those two nuke boxes, what we'll find is that the bees that are out flying are coming back and being confronted with, instead of their original hive, two nuke boxes. And the bees will drift between one or the other. And you will probably find that one of the nuke boxes is favoured more than the other. And I learnt a very helpful technique just a couple of days ago, whereby if you move the nuke box that is receiving the majority of the bees just 6 to 12 inches further away from the position that it, it occupies, the bees will gradually drift back and even themselves out between the two nuke boxes. And this only takes a matter of 15 to 20 minutes. So you can carry on working in your apiary, but go back to those nuke boxes periodically just to see the level of activity that you have between the two. And gradually you'll find a position that the bees will then even themselves out between the two nuke boxes and everything will settle down. And it really is as simple as that. All we have to do now is to make a rough calculation on when those queen bees will emerge, given that you may have sealed queen cells or you may have open queen cells. And one of the things that beginner beekeepers really need to take on board is the life cycle of their honeybees, particularly the queens, and know the important stages of change that takes place within that queen cell. So for instance, a queen will remain as an egg exactly the same as a worker or a drone. And like a worker, the queen's cell is sealed around day eight. The next important number is 15 because it's really important that although the books will tell you that queens will emerge on day 16, some queens will be a little premature and come out on day 15. So it's important just to give some flexibility to your manipulations and to your inspections. So let's say that the cells have been sealed. We can go back in approximately eight days' time and check to see if that queen has emerged. And it's important to check that the queen has emerged because you want to make sure that you're not wasting time by allowing a dead queen cell to sit in a colony unnecessarily over a period of time. Once she's emerged, you can then leave her to go off and mate 
and then perhaps another seven to ten days later you can go back and check to see that she's laying. All of the flying bees from the original hive will continue to forage but when they return they'll come back to the two nukes and populate those two nukes thus building up the population of those two nucleus colonies. If the queen was in the original hive then that colony will just continue to grow and develop filling in those frames of foundation or comb that you've given them and just continue on as normal. They're unlikely to swarm because you've removed all of the flying bees but continue to inspect those as usual. So now two weeks later we're in a position where we've prevented some swarming and we have two new small colonies with mated queens in that you can then go on to utilise either as an increase for your apiary or you could use those queens to replace existing older queens or failing queens within your apiary setup. So this differs from the artificial swarm in that we're creating two queens from one colony and it's the next step in producing queens on a regular basis. Next week we'll take another look at some alternative queen rearing techniques and we'll talk about creating queens from a queenless colony. I hope you'll give this technique a try. It's a simple method that can be used over and over again throughout the course of a season, giving you either increase in colony numbers or lots of replacement queens that you can use for your older or failing queens. Well, that's it for another week. Thank you so much for listening in and please do keep the comments coming. I'm Stuart Spinks and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Sweet.